Hi there, this is Harry and welcome back to my podcast where I try to help you with the English language to get a better understanding of how to use the grammar for conversational English or business English, whatever it might be, also things like pronunciation, idioms, phrasal verbs, etc. Okay, and if there's anybody out there that you think will benefit from some of our courses and our lessons, well, please give them the details and I'll give you my contact details at the end of this particular podcast. Incidentally, you can listen to this or indeed if you want to watch it, you can do so on my, my YouTube channel. Okay, so what am I going to talk to you about today? Well, I'm going to look at idioms and these idioms are connected with air, A-I-R, not hair. No, there's not much of it there, but air, A-I-R. And you've got to make sure that you pronounce that without a H. It's not hair, no, it's air, A-I-R. Okay, so we're going to look at idioms connected with air. I'll give them to you as usual, one by one, and then I'll go back through them and give you some worked examples. So here they are. Things can be up in the air. Things can be, or people can be, full of hot air. You can be a breath of fresh air. We can be into or out of thin air. I'll explain those in a little bit more detail. Something is in the air, around, something is in the air. We can clear the air. We can have our nose in the air. And we can be full of airs and graces, airs and graces. Okay, so let me take them one by one. So the first one is up in the air. So we usually say, oh, things are up in the air or everything is up in the air. It means that it's either disorganized or hasn't been decided or we're not sure what we are going to do. For example, when's your move taking place? When are you going to get that new position? And are you going to be moving apartment like you said you would? I said, oh, just look, everything's up in the air at the moment. There's been a change. This pandemic has caused a little bit of concern because obviously we're all working from home. So I'm not even sure, do I want to move anymore? So things are a little bit up in the air. They, they're holding the position for me, but I just told them to wait and let's see what happens. So when things are up in the air, it means they are not clear, they're not certain, and you need perhaps a little bit of time to think about it, okay? Or things can be up in the air because of something dramatic happening, yeah, okay? So one of the kids uh, failed an exam or didn't get into the university that they wanted to get in. So things are a little bit up in the air at the moment. You're not quite sure what they're going to do. You might be suggesting that they take a, a year off or they repeat the exam or they get some extra help, whatever it might be. But at the moment, you can't make any decisions because, yeah, things are a little bit up in the air. When things are full of hot air or a person in particular is full of hot air, it means that they talk rubbish or nonsense or they just go on and on and on. Sometimes people uh, accuse me of being a little bit full of hot air. Well, when a balloon is full of hot air, it rises up. And if you want to get into one of those little baskets, I wouldn't get into it. But if you get into one of the little baskets, they turn on the heat and the hot air and the balloon rises. So when somebody is full of hot air, they're like a balloon, they just they just go on forever, they don't stop, or whatever they're talking about is rubbish. Ah, don't listen to him. He's full of hot air. He doesn't really know what he's talking about. He just likes to hear his own voice. So he repeats, repeats, repeats. So he's literally full of hot air. So you want to 
boom, with a pin, prick it and burst it. And that will certainly bring him back down to earth with a little bit of a bang. So full of hot air. To be a breath of fresh air, well, literally a breath of fresh air. If I opened my window, uh, then the fresh air would come in. And if you get a, a breath, you can breathe a breath of fresh air. But when we use it in this form of uh, idiom, a breath of fresh air means something new, something invigorating, something bright, something bubbly. So if you've been uh, working in a business where the people have been the same people for five or six or seven years, and one day you get two new recruits or some uh, people have just left university say, oh, it's great. They're like a breath of fresh air around the place. They invigorate us all. They have new ideas, fresh ideas, good ideas. And, you know, we've needed this for a long time. So it's a breath of fresh air. Or a new government gets elected and uh, perhaps it's the Green Party or perhaps there's a, a, a woman leader that has a very different view and everybody says, yeah, that's really great. It's about time this country had a, a female leader because she's a breath of fresh air. She's going to approach things differently. She's going to look at things differently and perhaps we'll get rid of that old way of doing things, a breath of fresh air. So literally breath of fresh air, something whoosh comes in, cleans out the old stale air and everything is new and fresh. Like when you get one of these sprays that you use, a breath of fresh air. Next is to something happen that's into thin air or out of thin air. And usually it's when something happens very, very suddenly or unexpectedly or you don't know how it happened. So, for example, if you're looking for your car keys, I said, my dog, I can't find my car keys anywhere. I don't know where they put them. They seem to have disappeared into thin air, meaning I can't find them. I don't know where they are. I can't remember where I put them. But yeah, they were here yesterday or a few minutes ago, but they suddenly seem to have disappeared into thin air. Okay. And then when something appears unexpectedly or suddenly, then oh, it just appeared out of thin air. So, um, you know, somebody comes into your, your, your room and you haven't seen them for ages. Oh my God, where did you come from? You just appeared out of thin air. I haven't seen you for ages or you didn't tell me you were coming back or nobody told me that you, you were back in town. Great to see you. Yeah. So they just appeared out of thin air. So when something happens suddenly, it disappears. It's disappeared into thin air. And when something appears, then it appears out of thin air. You, you weren't expecting it in the same way you weren't expecting to lose the keys. You weren't expecting to, to see somebody else. So into thin air and out of thin air. Something is in the air. Well, if we walk outside and we go, you can smell something, a change in the weather. Yeah. Okay. If it's wet, you can smell the damp. If it's very, very hot, you can almost smell the heat or there's some farm nearby and you can certainly smell the, the animals, which I can when I go out, there's a farm not so far away. So if the wind is blowing in a certain direction, you get that smell, that agricultural smell that I would refer to. So something is in the air, but when we use it in an idiomatic way, when we say something is in the air, there's something happening, but we're not quite sure what it is. Yeah. So when you go, I'm not so sure what that smell is. So you, you know, there's a difference, but you're not quite sure what it is. So when something is in the air, you know, something's going to happen, but you're not sure what it is. So there might be an atmosphere in your office 
There might be an atmosphere in the family, but you're not quite sure what's happening and you're waiting for somebody to explain it to you. So you say, mm, something's in the air. I'm not sure, but I hope somebody tells me soon because I'm getting very irritated about this or very interested. I, you know, there's lots of doors closing, lots of meetings happening, lots of whispering going on, lots of texting, whatever it might be. So definitely there's something in the air, but we're not quite sure what it is. To clear the air. Well, when we want to clear the air, we want to get something out of the way. So there's been a, an argument, there's been a problem, there's been a row. So we need to clear the air. So we've had a couple of bad days with the boss, or a couple of bad days with uh, some of the staff working with us. And, you know, think people have been working under a bit of pressure. So you come in and say, look, guys, I think it's about time we cleared the air. What's going on? You know, I know things have been difficult. I know we've been working under pressure, but you know, now's the time. Get it off your chest. What's the problem? Let's see what we can do. And then, of course, people pour out their problems. Well, this and that and this and that. And before you know it, you've got 20 different problems on your plate. But it's always a good idea to clear the air, particularly with the ones that you, you love or the ones closest to you. So we often have this expression, don't go to bed on an argument. So if you've had a row with your partner because of something, they ate the last pizza, pizza or whatever, then if they've, uh, you know, if you have a row, then clear the air before you go to work or before you go to bed or before you, you do something else. Okay, so make sure that you, you clear the air. So the next that we have is to uh, have your nose in the air. So what do we do when we have our nose in the air? Well, when we walk around with our nose in the air, it means uh, we feel a little bit better than everybody else. And it's, a, it's not a very good thing for people to say that you're the sort of person who walks around with their nose in the air. But it is the way people act a little bit arrogantly, okay? So literally they have their head up and they're looking down their nose at everybody else. So when somebody refers to you as the sort of person who has their nose in the air, it's not very complimentary, okay? So you just have to be careful that you might be behaving in a slightly arrogant way, not intentionally, but it might come across that way. So the person who has their nose in the air looks down on people, seems to think that they are better than everybody else. Okay, then the last one we have is airs and graces. Well, airs and graces is a little bit like person who's a little bit arrogant but when somebody has airs and graces they are behaving as if they are better but they really know they're not and they're just acting that way or pretending to be that way so somebody who's perhaps a little bit poor or they don't have you know a lot of wealth but they might like to think they are so they they act with a little bit of airs and graces yeah so they they might start speaking in a a funny way, you know, to try to put on a very posh accent. Oh, awfully good to see you. So they're putting on a little bit of an appearance, yes. And uh, I remember my own mother when she'd meet somebody that she she didn't know, she'd change her accent, her her voice would change, and I would look at her wondering what's all that about. But she'd put on a few airs and graces for people she thought uh, would like to hear it that way. Yeah? Okay, so when somebody acts or speaks or shows or demonstrates some airs and graces, usually they're behaving a little bit uh, like the royal family. They shouldn't because that's not their position, but they're acting as if uh, they had airs and graces. Okay, so they're the, the idioms. Let me go through them once more. As I said, they're the idioms dealing with air. 
up in the air, full of hot air, a breath of fresh air, into or out of thin air. Something is in the air to clear the air, to have your nose in the air, and then to be full of airs and graces. Okay, so those are the idioms. As I said before, if there's anybody you know that you think might enjoy these or learn something from them, well, they can contact me and you can give them the details. As I said, you can watch this on the our YouTube channel or you can listen to it. It's, it. it's all the same. And my contact details are www.englishlessonviaskype.com. Always happy to hear from you. Always interested if you're looking to have lessons on a one-to-one -one basis, then of course you can contact me. There's no guarantee there's going to be me that will be teaching you unfortunately because there's a limited amount of time that I have but I have six other teachers working with me they're really really good some of them really good with kids others good at business English so whatever your need happens to be we'll certainly be able to help you and we'll be delighted to help you okay well thanks for listening and as always join me again soon